0: This is Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and we are in Mark 9. One of the clear events that marks Jesus as the Messiah is the section we're going to cover next. And I hope you enjoy, as you listen and put yourself there. Imagine this one because it's really super powerful. We're going to invite our friends, David and Hattie to join us and talk about Jesus up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Thank you for listening. Hey Miss Katherine. Hey David, how are you? I'm doing alright. Where's Hattie? Here I am! Here I am! Hi Hattie! So glad to have you here. So this is a really exciting story. I thought we'd had exciting stories all along. Well, this one is even more exciting. And here's the thing. When you really dig into the word of God, it gets more and more and more exciting. Now the sad thing is we see things around us that aren't. Yeah, there are some things that just just are very sad. You're right. There are some very sad things in this world. But as we look into the promises of God and somebody Priscilla Shearer on a on a video I just watched. So there are 8,000 of them. I have not counted those up yet. 8,000 promises? I know, right? 8,000 promises. 8,000 promises that our present may not be pleasant, but we know that our future is going to be. And we know that God is faithful to his promises. Jesus's entire life was an example of that. So as we see this particular story, um, which really happened is part of history. I would like for you to kind of imagine yourself there. Let yourself enjoy the wonder of this lesson. Mark 9 verse 2 and after six days so he he tells them about his upcoming death and resurrection we have no idea what happened in those six days but after six days Jesus took with him Peter and James and John those three tend to go with Jesus almost everywhere very true so there were the 12 disciples but there were these three that were really really close to jesus and he tended to if he made the group smaller these three were the ones who went so here they go and led them up a high mountain by themselves it doesn't even tell us which mountain And he was transfigured before them. Why, 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 why? What is, what was that word again? Transfigured. What does that mean? Well, he's going to see two other people that have gone before him on this mountain and they are well one died and one hasn't actually one was carried to heaven in a chariot and he meets with them talking about his preparations for death wow and his appearance changes they see him in Kind of what I would call his spirit being, not his earthly, the Jesus that they knew. Wow, so kind of bright? Yes, so very bright. Wow. And looking like God. Yes. So let's read the description scripture gives us, but I want you to imagine that. As you go on that you are Peter, James and John and you are invited up to the mountain. You go climbing up the mountain with Jesus and all of a sudden pfft, he is bright and he is light and he is joined by two people who you recognize. Two people they didn't know. Two people they knew by name from the scripture, but they really didn't know. And they recognize them. Yep, that's important isn't it? That is important. Okay, and he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them, blinding well, you would think so, except they could see. They could see, but it was it was extraordinarily bright. Now, there was one other time that something like this happened. And it was when Moses went up to the Mount Sinai to get the law from God. And he came down after spending time with God. He, his face shone. Now, I'm assuming maybe the rest of him shown too. Who knows? Nobody knows. All they could see was his face. And so he covered it until he hadn't been in the presence of God for a certain amount of time. And it, it didn't shine as much. So for Jesus to suddenly take that appearance on, that light appearance on, was something that should have told the disciples, wait a minute something's really different here so um and there appeared to them Elijah with Moses and they were talking with Jesus wait 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 so Elijah was the one that went went with the chariot and 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 Moses Moses was there Moses wow Yes, so here are these two absolute pillars of the Old Testament, and they're here with Jesus. And we're getting to listen into the conversation. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. (laughs) So Peter had to say something anyway. Yeah, so Peter had to say something anyway. And he says, hey, why don't we make, you know, three tents or three tabernacles or three shrines of some sort that the three of you were here and that, you know, you were transfigured. And a cloud overshadowed them in verse 7, and a voice came out of the cloud this is my beloved son listen to him wow yeah i mean my mama's told me to listen to my daddy and it made me tremble in my boots this they must have trembled all over <laughs> i think so i think so this must have been like whoa! wait a minute and suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with him, but Jesus only. That was a quick conversation. Yeah, we, we don't really get into... They don't record the words of the conversation, just that everybody showed up. Um, but the fact that they did, they were talking with Jesus, then all that happened and then poof, they were gone and Jesus was back to the Jesus that they knew would be astounding. Totally. Wow. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them, Jesus charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the son of man had risen from the dead. So they had to keep this a secret? Yep. A secret from everybody else. That would have been hard. It would have been. It would have been. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what the rising from the dead might mean. That seems pretty obvious. I mean, rising from the dead means rising from the dead. Yes, but even though Jesus had had, had even brought people to life from the dead. They were brought back in physical form and they were going to die again. And so the disciples are going, wait a minute, Jesus sounds like he's going to come back to life like permanently. What is that? Because at the time, and this is really sad, this is actually very sad. The Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes all believed different things. The Pharisees believed there was a life after death. They also believed in ghosts and angels and other things. The Sadducees didn't believe in life after death. And the scribes, I'm not sure exactly how they, they fell on that one. So there was a debate about life after death at all. Now, most foreign religions, other than Judaism, believed that there was some life after death, but that you had to be like super rich or super qualified or had to go through all of this stuff. There's all these mythological legends about how that works. And Jesus is telling them, after this transfiguration, don't tell anybody until after I accomplish what nobody else could quite figure out how to accomplish through all of time. Whoa! That's amazing. It is. So they're just kind of wondering like, what are they going to do? Are we, I mean, are we going to see him do? What kind of craziness is going to happen here? Because all of the other stories had some kind of crazy venture that had happened before resurrection from the dead occurred. So they knew it was going to be crazy. Um, They weren't sure what was going to happen. And they ran into a question. And they asked him, Why do the scribes say that first Elijah must come? Because remember, the scribes and the Pharisees have all been... Opposing Jesus and asking him all these questions, etc. And so they're saying, well, he can't be the Messiah because Elijah didn't first come. So the disciples are saying, wait, we know without a shadow of a doubt now that you're the Messiah. Why do they say that Elijah must come first? And he said to them, Elijah does come first to restore all things. And how is it written of the Son of Man that he should suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they did to him whatever they pleased, as it is written of him. So, he was Elijah. Well, I take from that, that Elijah was represented by John the Baptist. Oh, because John the Baptist was a prophet, and there hadn't been a prophet in a very long time. And he wore camel's hair and ate locusts and stuff which is what maybe elijah did when he was out in the wilderness all those three years waiting for god to bring him back for to mount carmel yes so elijah had come in the in symbolically in john the baptist i think is how that's to be interpreted but whether that's true or not see elijah had just come to the mountain True. So, one way or the other, it's just when Jesus says they they did to him whatever they pleased, it, it seems that who he's talking to about here is John the Baptist. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. So, here he also quotes and how it, how is it written of the son of man that he should suffer many things and be treated with contempt yeah cuz peter didn't think that was going to happen right so jesus is saying hey if you're going to if you're going to ask me a question let it be known that all of scripture is going to be fulfilled and that i'm going to be treated with um contempt and I'm going to suffer many things. Because that's part of scripture too. But then I'd seen Jesus up on the mountain. All all transfigured. And, and lit up. And, and eternal and stuff. Right? So Moses had died. Nobody knew where Moses was buried. Elijah had not died. But they were both on the mountain with Jesus. They're all this bright, bright, um, presence. And so the disciples knew, the disciples knew that despite all of what he said about suffering and all of what he said about being treated with contempt, that there was going to be victory at the end of that. Wow, that's pretty cool. Wow. Wow. All right, let's pray. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for letting us see this moment. Father God, thank you for telling us the same thing you tell the disciples right here. And that is that um, Jesus is your beloved son and we need to listen to him. Thank you that you do give us times when we see the end from the beginning. We see even though there's so much we still need to go through and so much of life here on earth that we still need to live, that you you let us see those victorious moments. And this is one of those. And the disciples saw that you were aiming for something bigger and higher. So, Lord, we just thank you so much for being so good to all of us and by showing us who you are and being willing to suffer many things for us and being willing to be treated with contempt for us. Forgive us for not responding to you with the same love that you give us. God, get rid of whatever is in the way of our loving you in return. In Jesus' precious and holy name, To you be the glory and the honor and the power and the kingdom forever and ever. Amen. 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 Well, this has been Trained by Grace 2 with Hattie and David. And I hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this part of Mark chapter 9. And know that God loves you. He wants you to understand who he is and that he loves you and came to redeem you from just this earthly life so that you may have an eternal life. Whosoever believes in Jesus can have eternal life. If you have any questions about that, please email me at trainbygrace2 at gmail.com and put in the subject line, podcast. God loves you. God bless you. Proclaim his excellencies. And remember, you are one of his excellencies. Trained by Grace 2. And if you're listening to this bo- podcast, I wanted to say thank you. And there are various things you can do as a next step. Number one, if you need to know more about Jesus being your Savior and Lord, please get a hold of me via email at Trained by Grace 2, all one word. Trained by Grace, trained, T R A I N E D, by Grace 2, at gmail.com and put in the Subject Line podcast um, for all of these options. So, if you need to know more about Jesus, please get a hold of me, or someone you know who knows Christ. Um, If you would like to be part of this podcast, Proclaiming His Excellencies, you can put Subject Line podcast, would like to be part of Proclaiming God's Excellencies. If you would like to have a resource, have a Bible sent to you, please put that in the email. If you have a prayer request, put that in the email. So thank you for getting in touch with me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And may you be blessed um, and know Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And remember, you are one of God's excellences.